Giles Beckford, our RNZ business editor, is with me now. Kia ora. Fletcher Building shareholders are not impressed. They are not indeed. The Shareholders Association says Fletcher Building has a credibility problem, which won't be solved if the chief executive decides to resign. The company said Chief Executive Ross Taylor might review his position in the light of what's expected to be a poor first-half result due to be released tomorrow morning. Well, the company's in a trading halt because its financial position after they were reviewing the accounts is materially different from what analysts had been forecasting. Last week, the company revealed another $180 million of losses on major historic pro- projects, and there's uncertainty about the cost of a multi-million dollar leaky pipe problem in Western Australia. The Shareholders Association Chief Executive Oliver Manda says continuing losses on big projects point to an underlying problem with the company's leadership. I can imagine he's had a pretty tough road over the last few years. He's come in, he, he did declare the provisions up front, but what he has failed to do is to keep Fletch Building within the limits of those provisions, and that's led to that constant provisioning year on year. In terms of a performance culture, I mean, certainly the underlying performance of the business has improved, but of course these provisions that are coming year after year after year, if that's becoming a systemic issue, then actually it really does call into question just how real that underlying performance improvement actually is. Oliver Mander says the board should consider a restructure of its composition, regardless of whether Ross Taylor stays or goes. I do think that regardless of its CEO, Fletcher Building will continue to have a credibility problem until it resolves and is seen to be getting on top of these issues. Oliver Mander says there are a number of questions about whether the company would be better off if it was broken up into more manageable parts. One company that did report this morning was Vulcan Steel, and its interim profit is down more than 50% as high interest rates weigh on the business. The profit for the six months ended December $26.1 million. That compares with just over $55 million a year ago, when its revenue was down 12% at $564 million. Vulcan's chief executive, Rhys Jones, says high interest rates have affected activity and investment appetite. He expects conditions to improve in the near future, but warns of uncertainty around interest rates. Our senses, and coupled with the information we have in terms of forecast uh, customer-owned activity, that activity should improve and volume should improve, particularly in New Zealand, quarter two, quarter three this calendar year. In Australia, we believe metals will continue on as per the stable results we've been getting. The only caveat I'd place on the New Zealand outlook of improvement is the fact that we are seeing some discussion around increased interest rates to a further level. This could have a dampening effect on the recovery. Vulcan has uh, halved its interim dividend to 12 cents a share. That compares with 24.5 a year ago. Well, the current property market seems to have a lot of talk about selling and buying, but a good deal less activity. The latest quotable value market report shows a 2% rise in its house price index for the three months end of January, although the national average value of $925,000 is still 1% lower than a year ago. QV's operations manager, James Wilson, says sentiment has clearly improved, and that seems to be spreading from the main centres into the regions. But he notes rising good intentions are not necessarily translating into action. 
We haven't yet seen that big, that big surge in listings. Um, Wall February's figures from um, the agency side of the coin reveal that. You know, um, maybe we expect it, it might do, um, but we haven't seen it yet. Um, supply also, though, in the sense of new building supply, um, what's coming on stream in terms of new builds, again, that is also um, drying up, um, both the new building consents being issued, but also in just the, the time frame and progress of actual construction um, of the new homes. So, you know, again, less, um, even less new stock for purchase coming on stream. So um, certainly all points to a relatively uh, period of relatively low activity. James Wilson says renewed talk of possible Reserve Bank rate rises will also have an inevitable dampening effect. Oil prices have held within a reasonably tight range in recent months. Despite the geopolitical tensions around the Middle East, production cuts by leading oil producers and the attacks by Houthi rebels in Yemen on shipping in the Red Sea. Benchmark Brent crude oil prices held in a tight range, which is helping to limit inflation pressures on global economies. Oil analyst Carol Narclay of Crystal Energy says the political tensions have largely been ignored and the real driver of prices is the level of Chinese demand, and that's low. And because of the economic situation in China, we see that prices are not really going above the current levels of 79 to 82 dollars a barrel, which is pretty timid given the geopolitical developments. So unless we see a major improvement in the economic situation in China, I think we should be more cautious about expecting a boom in all demand growth. That's Carol Narclay of Crystal Energy. It's just gone 25 past 12. Time to catch up on financial markets. And I'm joined by David LeBreton of Hobson Wealth. Kira to you, Dave. Oh, good day, Giles. Well, how's the local market looking? We're just getting into the earnings season and that big dark cloud of Fletcher building hangs over the market at the moment. Yes, it does. So uh, the NZ50 is currently trading down 10 points to 11.746. And as you say, Fletcher Building are still in a trading halt uh, as we uh, await uh, pending guidance uh, from them. Uh, Also uh, reporting was Vulcan um, Steel. No uh, change in their share price, uh, sitting at $7.75 despite uh, that earnings drop um, there. Um, If we look at some of the other movers, uh, we've got Auckland uh, Airport uh, down $0.06 to $8.24. Finlay Milk are down a cent to $0.72 after their uh, profit downgrade yesterday. Fletcher Building down 14 to 23.63. EBOS up 30 cents to 36.50. And Main Freight down 76 cents to 69.35. Um, but interestingly, in that sort of property sector, Oceania Healthcare down 2 cents or 3% uh, off the back of being removed from the MSCI small cap index. And uh, the warehouse too, uh, bar down uh, 3.45% after being uh, also confirmed as coming out of that index. Does that happen because uh, brokers such as yourselves with investment funds that just follow the index, they need to buy and sell accordingly with these in, if these companies shift out of the index? Yeah, once uh, once these uh, global indexes uh, or even some of our local ones uh, make those adjustments or confirm that they're coming, uh, then you do uh, find that uh, fund managers uh, and even some of the passive funds will start to anticipate those changes and so we'll t- start trading ahead of those uh, those changes in the index. Right, a quick scamper. Let's have a headline number for Australia and then the currency, please. Sure. So uh, the uh, the ASX 200 is up eight points, so fairly flat at 7623. Um, and if we uh, look at the currency, 
a bit firmer, uh, the US dollar, so um, uh, we're down against most of the, the currencies we look at. So one New Zealand dollar buys 93.8 Australian uh, dollars, uh, 61.3 cents US, uh, 91.51 Japanese yen, 48.5 pence, uh, 56.9 uh, euro cents. Which leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. Yep, so uh, the three-month New Zealand Bank Bill Index just easing from yesterday at uh, uh, 5.78%. The 10-year government bond is at 4.9%. West Texas Intermediate, so fairly flat at uh, 77 US dollars a barrel. And gold is uh, down $3.73 to US dollars 2020 um, uh, an ounce. Thank you very much. That's Dave LeBreton of Hobson Wealth.